0: Go green, go white. Michigan State coming off an awesome, awesome win in the deep water of Miami, crushing the Hurricanes, and probably hurting their season even much more than Alabama did. 38-17 on Saturday afternoon. Peyton Thorne, he threw for four touchdowns, and Kenneth Walker ran for one. Um, A great day, and and, uh, welcome to Bacon Wire. I'm here with my co-host as usual spartan 97 How's
1: it going man? Good and you know Lucas the the bad news for Miami is that with the impending climate disaster that's sure to come the water is only going to get deeper. So uh, that's something to look out for if you live in in the South Beach area. You know I'd probably find higher ground somewhere a place above sea level because it's not it's not going to get any better. I, I would say head west but it's on fire. So yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's, we talked about it. <clears throat> I talked about it with Zanjo and Mitch on the emergency pod shout out Brendan Quinn uh, Saturday night after I got home, but you know, we'll go more in depth than we did there. Um, Michigan state, you know, was dominant, but it didn't look great at the beginning. I think we can all say that, right? I think you and I can agree on that.
1: Well, so here's the thing, Lucas. I'm, I'm about to knock this podcast way off track. So I I didn't get a chance to, like, actually sit down and watch the vast majority of the game because I was in Saginaw uh, supporting my sister uh, playing in a golf outing for her softball team. Awesome. and. Uh, so you know, I had the game on, on 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 my phone. You know, on YouTube TV. Shout out to them. Uh, Work something out with Bally Sports Detroit so I can watch the Pistons this season. You fucking cocksuckers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I only I legitimately watched maybe the fourth quarter, like intent. Like I I dedicated my attention to solely the fourth quarter. But you know, I think. And, and by the way, um, for, for my friends in the Thumb area, uh, I, I saw some wild shit in Bay City. So going out in downtown Bay City, some wild shit. Uh, the first bar my sister took me to, I think, was a gay bar. Uh, the bouncer wrote a heart on my hand. I don't know what that implies. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I got a little ego boost. Not going to lie to you there was a, um, there was a little person, uh, running karaoke at this bar. He was dressed as a, uh, as a leprechaun. Uh, it, it felt like a fever dream. And then the next bar we went to, there was a woman who was on the dance floor of a bar that, uh, that makes Harper's floor look squeaky clean. Uh, she was dancing on it barefoot, so Are you just, vaccinated. Uh, shit, I don't. If you're dancing barefoot on that dance floor, <laughs> you probably you probably don't need the vaccine.
0: Right? Yeah, you probably you have enough antibodies
1: in you to fight that. Fight yeah. whatever germs come your way. So that was wild shit. But yeah, no, I mean like. Like, I went back and I watched some of the, you know, I watched some of the highlights and, uh, you know, Andy RMCB, I didn't, Whew. before the recording, didn't have, um, didn't have the, didn't have the, didn't have his cut pulled up yet. I, um, so I, I wanna didn't have his cut up yet. Last time I checked, I don't know, I just gave I, up looking. I watched a cut of it. Yeah, there was a different cut, but. Um, it, it wasn't Andy's cut so Uh-oh. i didn't get i didn't get a look at but no like i agree with you you know i was i was very impressed with with the outcome of of Saturday's game you know i think i think d'antonio teams in the past probably would have lost that game pretty big um and i'm just i'm and i'm stoked tucker never took the foot off the gas that's, you know, Tucker kept scoring.
0: Yes. Um, I wanted to say that um, when it was 31-17, I think a D'Antonio team would have just kneeled the ball, even though they were in the red zone. I think they would have just kneel the ball and ran the clock out. But Tucker is going for the fucking kill. Like he's going to slit the throat and not, not physically or literally, but metaphorically, just end the game. It's over, no shot of coming back. And that 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 it wasn't Kenneth Walker with a touchdown run. He had a pass caught, but um, it was the Jaden Reed eight yard run that made it thirty eight seventeen. That felt different. Like that's nice that this team just like finishes opponents doesn't give them a chance to
1: even come close. You know what I mean? Right. Because as soon as as soon as a D'Antonio team goes up two possessions in the fourth quarter, over. It's over <laughs> They don't. They're done. You know. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're they're just gonna try not to lose. Yeah. So and I think with a team like Miami, that would have bit them in the ass. Uh. But I, I I was very pleased with the team's performance with the team's performance on on Sunday. Um. Should we just go into our compliment sandwich? Yeah,
0: and Mitch, Mitch will join. Mitch, you can come in for the compliment sandwich. Does that work? Perfect. Perfect. All right, you can go ahead, Sparr. No, go start off.
1: Uh, this is going to be a consensus pick, so I'm glad I started. Uh, Kenneth fucking Walker, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, look. Was Miami uh, fundamentally sound at tackling on Saturday? No, no. But is it impressive that Kenneth Walker uh, made other grown men look like pop Warner players? Yes. I don't know. I know Dave Aranda has done great things for Wake Forest, but if I'm their AD, not keeping Kenneth Walker in the program is almost a fireable offense. I mean, what a, what a find by Tucker and Jay Johnson and, and the support staff around those guys to look at the very, very limited film they had on this guy on Kenneth Walker and go, this, this is some this is, he's going to be special. We need him. Just unbelievable. I, this is what the portal is all about. Yeah.
0: Um <clears throat> Couldn't say it any better. And like, that's what I listened to couch in the room today. And that's what Graham couch was saying is like, can you imagine what Wake Forest is thinking right now? And they're like, how the fuck did this guy not start? He wasn't starting there. And that's what blows my mind even more about this dude. is like they just completely whiffed on him. He got a chance to transfer and Mel Tucker and Jay Johnson reached out. were like, yeah, you're a perfect fit. And it is a perfect fit. He leads the nation. Now it's only a quarter of the way through the season, but he leads the nation in rushing by about 20, 30 yards. Um, he's his his moves remind me. I'm not saying he is this person, but the way that he can evade tackles and he can read the field and what to do reminds me of Barry Sanders. I'm not saying he is Barry Sanders, but he looked a lot like Barry Sanders did. Like the way he ran is methodical and thought out, and that's what Kenneth is doing.
1: I- I think the thing that that's impressed me the most about Kenneth Walker so far is he, he just gets so much stronger after contact. It, it, it's like that old PFT commenter bit, like the body craves contact. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Kenneth Walker is, you know, leads the, is the nation's leading rusher right now. If you took away, if you only counted the yards after contact, he would still be in the top five.
2: I believe it's third. I think he would be third.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's fucking ridiculous to have a guy who can who can run through tackles like that and get to the second level and you know turn runs that should be one two yard gains into four or five yard gains. Yeah, that's massive. That's massive for a team.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think he has thirty five broken tackles and 20 of them came against Miami. And uh, like you were saying, um, turning, uh, you know, one to two yard runs into four to five yard runs. His most important run of the day was the one that went, I think, I literally think it was a two yard run that almost got stuffed in the backfield. And he fought through two tackles to pick up two yards and set up fourth and one for Peyton Thorne to get that QB sneak. And then we hit Naylor for the 39 yard touchdown on the very next play.
1: yeah, that
2: was probably his most important run of the day, and it was like it was a two yard run.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't have to say anymore on Kenneth Walker. I want to go for another compliment. Um, we'll make it like a double decker sandwich or something. Um, I have to give the coordinators of this te- of this team and a huge shout out. Jay Johnson and Scotty Hazelton. Um Peyton Thorne was getting lit the fuck up to start this game. He was getting sacked or hurried so much. And Jay Johnson adjusted and he took advantage of Miami's blitzing because Diaz was just dialing up, rushing five guys. I even saw six rushers at sometimes, and he made the line kind of push out a little bit more, and then he just do these screen and dump passes to Hayward. Reed Naylor, whoever was in, or Walker, who was ever was in. Tyler the, Hunt
1: too. Tyler,
2: Tyler Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Off tackle. Off tackle. Off tackle. Oh. Off tackle. I
0: mean, you could tell the adjustment in this. And it was it was made after the first quarter was the adjustment because yeah. like, Thorne wasn't taking seven eight steps back. He was just like one two three four
2: pass, and no nah, yeah, what's that? No nah, yeah, like Jay Johnson looked like first game against Rutgers last year in the <laughs> first quarter. Yeah. And then he just looked like an all-world coordinator in quarters two, three, and four.
0: He's he's met, like that was a masterful adjustment, and it, it's clear that Mel Tucker lets these guys cook and do their thing. Um, whereas Mark D'Antonio, I think D'Antonio did, but I think they called it kind of like thinking, oh, how would Mark run this play? How would Mark do this play? Was Mark want this? But Mel just kind of lets them do their thing. And Scotty Hazleton, the defense was frustrating at times because they were doing those cushions, just, like, sitting. Like, you know, it was first down and 10. They were sitting, like, 10 yards back. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they kind of tightened up a little bit as the game went on, played more closer man-to-man, and it worked. I mean, that was when you that was when the team started to feel the pressure, when Derek King was starting to feel rattled. Um yeah, the coordinators just blew me away in this game as it went on.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we could go compliments honestly all day from right. uh, Peyton Thorn to Kenneth Walker, freaking Chuck Brantley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was SD brought it up like guys who crave contact. That's the t- that looks that seems to be the Tucker mold. I mean, Chuck Brantley was out there just laying the wood on people, and he's only like one hundred and sixty five pounds right now or something. When that guy puts on a little bit of muscle, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I mean it's just what Tucker's done revamping the entire staff, the whole program, like from the ground up, strength and conditioning, the the nutrition, the like the nutrition staff, absolutely everything from the ground up has just been more than we could have asked for at this at this juncture. Like so, so quickly. I mean, uh, what he say? He said in his press conference, the GPS trackers they have on the team, we're moving faster in the fourth quarter in the Miami heat than we were in the, in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: And, and like the sun, like this can't be understated either. The, the side of the field, the side of hard rock stadium that Michigan state was on Whew. had no shade from the sun. Right. Ah. No shade. It was hot, 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 and a team. I'm sorry, a a a strength and conditioning program run by Ken Manny would have would have failed this team. Yeah, but the the rock the the staff that Tucker has brought in has done such a great job of. And, you know, we saw it in the in the Transformations, I mean, you look You look at someone, I think I Said after the Northwestern game, like I didn't even recognize Drew Beasley And I went to high school with him <laughs> I went to fucking yeah. high school with him I didn't even fucking recognize him <laughs> When I first saw him on the field I mean, you look at the transformation Connor Hayward Made, the ball he put on And how, and he didn't lose Any of his, he didn't lose any of his speed uh, It's It's phenomenal, you know it. It fucking rules. It fucking
2: yeah. All I can say is I hope that Alan Haller is the fundraiser that we've been told he is, because he's gonna have to start writing checks if we want to keep this staff intact.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, absolutely.
0: Um, so what do we want to do for a a negative or a uh, improvement area? Like, I'll let you guys kind of figure it out because. I've got some but I think we're on the same
2: page. I, I I would say we just need we need new, better uh, I don't know. I I don't know what the solution is, but we need we need different athletes at the cornerback position so we don't have to play that sag off the line 10 yards, keep everything in front of us kind of defense. I want the no fly zone back. That's where we need to improve. We need we need a secondary. I want the no fly zone.
0: It's tough to get the no fly zone like that like we had, but I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I applaud Scotty Hazelton for looking at the personnel he has and absolutely and going, okay, we need to we need to bend, we need to bend not break, but at a certain point you're at a certain point you get broken. So I just I, I agree that the secondary the secondary isn't going to be an easy fix. It's going to be a year long issue. So I think we could probably just. Take a piece of stone and chisel secondary into it and hold it up on the podcast whenever we get to the compliment sandwich area portion of it. But uh, you know, again, Lucas, highlighting the highlighting the coordinators, you know, bravo to Scotty Hazleton for going, okay, this is what I have. What can we do to make it work? Yeah. And, you know, Charleston Rambo, yeah, fucking ate. He ate. Uh, you know, Charleston Rambo's especially you know, all compliments to Miami except that motherfucker Marsh, fuck you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Charleston you know, Rambo's playing Sundays. Yeah, Char- uh, yeah. Charleston Rambo. We'll yeah. see Charleston Rambo on Sundays.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I yeah. I'd like to see I'd like to see uh, I don't like I don't think he got a chance to cover him all that much, but I feel like uh, when Chuck Brantley came in, he 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 held him in check pretty good until that stupid freshman mistake where he, you know, led with his head and 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 smoked. I mean,
1: like, that's the other thing I want to talk about too. Like, like my parents, I think I've said this on the podcast before, on the podcast before, but my parents always had, always had this saying, you know, all, all three of us, all three of me and my two siblings have been involved in sports at, At various levels throughout our entire lives And our parents have always told us the same thing If you have to rely on the refs to win You didn't deserve to win Right In Michigan State won But Like And I think targeting I think the targeting rule At its At its roots Is a good thing For college football Right. I think I think it took out a lot of the dangerous shit that that made football hard to watch sometimes. And granted, you're not going to eliminate head to head contact in football. You're not going to eliminate concussions. You're not going to eliminate head trauma from from football. You're just not. It's inherent to the sport. But there needs to be a serious re- Construction, a, yep. re, a redefinition Of what targeting is Because Chuck, What Chuck Brantley did Was not targeting And no. now He is unavailable for the first half of this game Now And I think it needs to be Like And it's hard to prove this without like a trial Right But I think you need to look I think you need to look at intent because if you look at every single play in slow motion, every single play is going to look like targeting, right? Yeah. So I, I just think there needs to be a kind of reformulation of, you know, if a player ducks his head, you know, and kind of lowers his body level at the last second as a defender is, is, is going in to make a play. I don't know how you can call that targeting because how is a player supposed to adjust his body at the last, at the last second when he's already launched himself, you know, and maybe that's, and maybe defensive coordinators need to stop teaching play corners, backs and safeties to do that. But there just needs to be a kind of retooling of how targeting is, is, is
2: enforced. So, so, yeah. So I have, I have like two things about that. So, okay. So one, a perfect example where you were talking about um, like putting stuff in slow motion, whatever else, the Angelo gross targeting that got uh, reversed. Yeah. Uh, Like I got in an argument with some of my friends. They were like, yeah, that absolutely looked like targeting. Like I could see why they called it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I I just didn't see it like that at all. It didn't look like targeting. It looked like, he led with his shoulder, and he hit the guy right in the upper chest. Um, it did not, look, did not look like a targeting blow. And luckily, they went to the monitor and reversed it like they should have. And then two, it needs like a flagrant one, flagrant two kind of situation. Like right. a flagrant, like a flagrant um, one targeting was not intentional. It's a 15-yard penalty. You're still in the game.
1: A flagrant a two.
2: Yeah, a flagrant two. Uh, or if you get another flagrant one you know uh then then you're out if there's intent you're obviously out on the first shot
1: yeah no like a definite yellow red card system i'm i'm totally down for a yellow yeah. card red card system i understood card that card. reference thank you yeah.
0: Yeah. um yeah targeting is also one of those things where it's subjective it can be subjective depending on the official depending on the, what they see depending on other circumstances
1: but i'm you know we're all in agreement that I whenever think- joe let me say this though, so I don't sound like a homer. Whenever Joe Bocce was called for targeting, it, it was, was targeting. Tar- it was targeting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker targeted.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was fucking targeting. <laughs>
0: or, like when Riley Bola would get called for targeting. Oh, you bet you're uh, that. That.
2: Yeah. He yeah. He
0: kicked out of the Maryland game like. In 2016. Oh, man. Yeah. Within the first two minutes. And he's just sitting there yeah. like this i'm like i'm like larry david shut up shut the fuck up like if i were dantonio I'd just be like get the fuck out of here man like
1: that, was, I, that was targeting i mean if you want to, if you want to trade officials on what targeting is you show them that riley Bullhead. oh like, brutal
0: <laughs> but um yep. so yeah i think targeting needs to be looked at because the, the other pain in the ass with it is I think it's the playing college football that takes the most time to review and it can slow a game down so long. And I get you want to get the call right, but like maybe there should be someone else helping you. You know, the officials are looking and I'm sure that they're talking to someone, but like, you've got to expedite the process to keep the game going.
1: I mean, I was really hopeful that the NFL and the NCAA would have taken would have taken the sky ref from the new xfl i i was very hopeful that they that they would have that they would have done that um and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of pissed off that they didn't i need to look uh, at this for those sky ref. for those who don't know for those who don't remember uh the new xfl um back in 2020 before the pandemic they uh it might have been them or the AAF. I'm pretty sure it was the XFL. They had an official in the booth who could initiate replays on his own without stopping play, and they could go back. and If he d- and if he felt that, uh, and if he felt that it was worth talking further about, he could stop. He could. He could buzz down to the to the head umpire on the field and stop play.
0: Yeah, it it's like a large, it's like a giant camera system—not giant, but like a, a system of cameras and devices that are basically, I guess, were there to aid, right? Yeah. Um. So, I I think college football needs to look in that route and. They're slowly going towards more technologically advanced things. But, I mean, it can't hurt to, to poke the brains of the NFL and XFL and say, what do you do to help games go faster? Um, but we'll, I think we'll go – do you have anything more to add about targeting, Mitch? Are you good? No, I'm good. Um, so, I mean, another compliment sandwich – you know, that's, those are the two gripes. So we made it like a double-decker sandwich with the meat. We're going to have the buns, or at least a bun. But I have to give Connor Hayward um, his flowers. I really do. I was very critical of this young man for about a year, year and a half. Um, it was pretty clear that he was not a fit at running back. But he, and yeah, when, when D'Antonio quit, retired, when D'Antonio retired, he, transferred and i think that's logical like you know you don't know what's going to happen but um he stuck it out and he got humbled and mel tucker and jay johnson have figured out how to utilize him because he has a lot of abilities that we were just overlooking because they were putting him in situations that it felt like he was set up to fail with the fan base um yep. i his blocking is phenomenal
2: well, he took out two dudes on that, uh, on, on the, that was it the Reed touchdown?
0: The Reed touchdown, yeah, he took down two guys. Um, and he, he's just in the right spot. And he was a safety valve for Peyton Thorne. Like early on, you could like, he had a pretty good like 11 or 15 yard uh, catch on one of those dump passes when he just kind of ran up the middle of the defense and Thorne just dumped it to him. Um, I don't remember what quarter it was, but I think it, it had to be second quarter on, but because I didn't watch the fourth quarter, I was at a wedding, but um, it, you know, that was when I was, I realized, like, shit, I've been too hard on this kid, and um, you know, and he's, he's also basically like a slot receiver tight end, and I'm just excited that he's found a role with this team, because he is an athlete, and he. He can bring a lot of value. And I'm just, I just really have to to eat my crow on him. And, and I bitched about him before, and I'm not going to do it anymore because I think he's redeemed himself in a lot of areas that we were critical of.
2: Yeah. I, I also, but I also feel like we always, uh, I think I mentioned it on the reaction spot. Uh, we we've always prefaced our criticism with the fact that we didn't think he was playing in the right spot. And like you said, like now he's playing in, he's playing in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, he You know, we, it, it, it's amazing what a staff, a, a new staff can do, uh, yeah. like, you know, just, just nation. evaluating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they rejuvenated him. I'm sure fit mentally and physically, I'm sure the conditioning has helped him. And obviously the whole team, but, um, and I'm gonna sandwich, I'm gonna sandwich this sandwich, but I'm gonna add to the Connor Hayward compliments that, you know, what's interesting is, who recruited Peyton Thorne? Mark Antonio. Who recruited Jaden Reed? Mark Antonio's tenure. Who recruited Jalen Naylor? Mark Antonio. Um, you know Tyler Hunt, Mark Antonio. Uh, Drew Beasley, Mark D'Antonio, there are a lot of the, the guys, that the D'Antonio guys that Mel Tucker decide to keep are actually doing really well. And I think that's great synergy to keep going.
2: Yep. And, and speaking of D'Antonio, I love that he's still so involved. I, I love seeing him make games. I love that he traveled down to Miami. Like, eh. you know, the, 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 the <laughs> The la- listen the last few years of his tenure obviously didn't go how any of us wanted, but uh, you know he's he he was still our you know the best coach in our history probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Duffy's top, better. Yeah, so like top top two. Yeah, top two. Um, yeah, he's top top two coach in our history, and I, I you know I I love seeing him around the program. I'm glad he's he's still around. And uh, I'm glad he's getting to see his guys, you know, his guys succeed because this is still, you know, a decent amount his team, uh, especially the guys who are playing. Like, yeah, Tucker brought in a lot of transfers, and obviously he's developed them like crazy. Um, But, you know, these are still some of his guys I I like that he's he's seen it through.
0: It makes me feel like his legacy isn't as tarnished anymore, and there's still a bit of tarnish, but his – Lasting legacy will go out a little better if these guys keep working out like they have been.
2: Yeah, to to use a d'Antonio ism. He's uh he's closing his circle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and you know, like I'm I'm a little I think I'm I'm pr- I'm probably the most sour on D'Antonio that anyone <laughs> that anyone in the fan base actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But no, I mean like I kind of agree. Like it, you know, it's nice to see him around and to see him kind of s- s- see him kind of be on the sidelines without actually like fucking anything up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you know it it's it's all it's all good, baby. Uh and and you know, like I'm just guys, like I'm just ready to pack the fucking woodshed Saturday.
2: Sh- strike the stadium, pack the woodshed. We, yeah. got a, we got a four-star Texan to flip.
0: Yeah, we got some recruits coming, and uh, I don't know who's all coming, but uh, they're gonna see something awesome. I think. Boy, I'm. I saw that uh, video from Coach Tucker, the little forty-second clip about filling the stadium and being loud and being rabid so, and
2: and I, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I I would like to mention something about that.
0: I know what you're gonna mention. Uh,
2: yeah, so our our friend B Flow at B Flow Spartan on Twitter, uh, Mel Tucker in that clip is wearing a shirt, and there are coordinates on the back of that shirt. Those coordinates
1: made you cut out. Uh,
0: I'll fill it in for him in a second. Come on. In my back. Yeah, no, no you cut back. off right when you were about to say the coordinates.
2: Okay. So those coordinates are for uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, <laughs> and <laughs> and, awesome. and and if that doesn't just get you incredibly hype. I uh,
0: before we go on fully about Nebraska, I'm I'm I'll make it quick. You know, I know we're gonna do the Dave Chappelle wrap it up box, but like, I just want to say that I'm an oldie compared to you guys. You know, I'm 34 years old. I've been a fan for a long fucking time. And I'm not saying you guys haven't, but I'm just saying, you know, I grew up watching Bobby Williams fuck up and John L fuck up. And then D'Antonio came and, like, obviously did amazing stuff. You know, he's the best coach of our our lifetimes, without a doubt, without any doubt. But, like, what Mel Tucker's bring is, like, it feels so good to, like, it feels like you can expect something. Like, you can start to expect something – might not be this year but you can feel something as as sad like say brewing you can feel something brewing and like these videos just get me so pumped and like being at spartan stadium gets me so pumped obviously but like this is the most excited i've been about this team since 2015 and yeah i'm not trying to put high expectations up there because i still think my 9 and 3 record is actually looking pretty good right now at the moment but um I'll I'll brag when the moment comes or I'll eat my crow if that doesn't happen but um I'm just really excited to see this team play and I haven't felt that way in a long time okay now we'll move yeah. forward to the woodshed um so, so go, go ahead I, go have, on.
1: I have a public service announcement Lucas so it, listen if you If you're an MSU student or you're an MSU alumni, which if you're not listening to this podcast, you know, or an MSU fan, I'll open it wide. If you're an MSU fan and you have older family members who who hold season tickets? Who are part of the uh, Lucas? You call them the green seat mafia. I've never heard that before.
0: It's it's from the Red Cedar message board, but yeah, green seat mafia is what I call
1: okay. them.
2: Okay, yeah, it's, it's what we it's what they call the uh, the the green seats in um, in in Breslin Center. Like anyone who's not the student section, all we're all the old sit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, like if you're if you have an older family member who's a part of that green seat mafia. Um, it, it's your, it's your civic duty. Um, you have more power to influence this game than you do influencing the election of, of any, of any election you'll vote in for your entire life. And I know Mitch is fucking cringing out of his shoes, listening to me talk about that right now, but <laughs> 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 move, along. move along. Uh, <laughs> You owe it to this team, to Coach Tucker, to your fellow Spartans, to tell your, old, to tell your old fucking boomer family members to get loud or get the fuck out of the way. If you don't stand up, don't tell their
0: people to sit down. Shut the fuck up and, and mind your business.
2: If you attend Saturday's Nebraska MSU primetime Stripe Stadium football game and you are wearing attire that is something other than green or white, I, Mitch Stewart, cordially invite you to walk up the aisle to the top of Spartan Stadium and <laughs> hurl yourself over the stadium outer boundary. God bless.
1: We're going to be striping the stadium. We're going to be loud. We're going to be swag surfing. Drink some chamomile tea. And some honey the night before. Rest your voice.
2: Good call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just remember when they when they play that little snippet of Thunderstruck right after Swag Serpent's coming on. Should just grab the person next to you and sway.
0: Prediction: We're not going to hear Thunderstruck at
2: all. Prediction: Ooh, That'd be interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't, know. I don't um, hate. Honestly, I don't hate. The, the little snippet they did because I do like the Spartan graphic slashing through the opposing teams. You
0: can make flag it flag
2: or whatever. I don't hate it. I just don't. Now, know
0: and you can make it work, but yeah, I'll yeah. be wearing I'll be wearing green. My section is green.
2: Uh, my my nesties as well. He's sitting right yeah. next to us.
1: That's, oh wow! I got tickets. I got tickets a row behind a uh, row behind him.
0: Let's Maybe go. you can sit close to him and like have his your knees in his back or something. Maybe. Bet. <laughs> um, so, in at the Woodshed, we're hosting Nebraska, like uh, you guys said. 7pm on, is it Fox Sports 1? Yes.
1: Fox Sports 1. FS. But that shouldn't
0: matter because you should be at the fucking yeah. stadium. Tickets are cheap. Um, I know because I'm trying to move down from the upper bowl, but uh, I'm just going to relax where I'm at. I think just kind of chill um, until the old start sitting next to me. But... Um, yeah, Nebraska, Michigan State, uh, Nebraska is a 5-point underdog at the moment to MSU. That line really has gone in the favor of Nebraska. Um, it opened at like a touchdown favorite, so No, nah,
2: it opened at nah. three. It did. open at 3. Yeah, opened at 3.
1: It opened at 3, so it's moving in MSU's direction. Okay, yeah, I'm going to. That's serious. all and,
0: only one one NFL
2: bet this week. But go ahead. It, yeah, it could have been it might have been a preseason line that you saw. Like it might have like because like preseason uh Miami, I think we it was were a two like touchdown favorite. It was like two touchdowns and then yeah. uh it, you know and then it opened. What uh, were you gonna say,
1: Steve? So in and, and look, like I just want to jump right into kind of breaking down the matchup real quick. Uh is like so look, I know. That Nebraska put up a good fight against Oklahoma, right? I know that, but yeah, a lot of these people like trying to be cautiously optimistic, saying like, "Oh, uh, you know, Nebraska is a lot better than we uh, think they are." Uh, is kind of along the same lines as saying, "Wow, that Helen Keller's a real fucking motor mouth."
0: Man, every fucking week I, I I'm tempted to get closer and closer to
2: editing.
1: But I I mean come the fuck on guys. Like, no, like, was,
2: uh, well first of all, we're not sure that Oklahoma isn't dog shit.
0: Zanjo was dead on. I will give him credit. We were giving him shit. Yeah,
2: he he called that, yeah. He called, he called that it. last week. He said Perfect. Nebraska would cover. It. That was a rivalry game, sort of, uh, with the 50th anniversary of their game of the century or whatever. That's mm-hmm. uh, the other thing.
1: You know how you're little and, like, you see, like, 40 different ads for, like, this movie is the number one movie in the country? You're like, how the fuck could every movie be the number one movie in the country? Like, how the fuck are team. there how the fuck are there 60 game of the centuries?
2: Yeah, every team has the game of the century. Just, like, take your pick.
1: <laughs> we have a game of the century with Notre Dame.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so it was a rivalry game. You know, like, they they play it out of their minds. I don't. Maybe they are gonna fight for Scott Frost. Like we saw. Like I feel, like I feel like Miami did not fight for Manny Diaz, and I maybe Nebraska is gonna fight for Scott Frost. But I'm not afraid of Perry Ellis Award winner Adrian Martinez. His 18th <laughs> year in Nebraska.
0: I, you know, I'm not gonna go as far as some of our some of us have said on Twitter, saying it's Scott Frost's funeral, but. I'll wait till after the game. I'm just trying to keep my focus on the game. But like, yeah, this could this could go really bad for them because Nebraska's offense, as we've seen, is not good. It's not great. It is so discombobulated, so many broken plays. It is inconsistent. Oklahoma's defense.
1: Oklahoma's defense is probably is probably one of the worst defenses they've had under Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And Nebraska scored nine points.
2: Yeah. And, and Nebraska's defense isn't very good either. They, I think they have four sacks on the year and they, they got they bullied
1: put- by Brett Bielema. Like, come on, guys. Who is one in three? Fucking, fucking Burt, dude. They got fucking Bielema balled in 2021. Yeah. Let's- yeah. Let's put some shit in fucking perspective here. Jerry. Yeah, I'm not.
2: Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not afraid. I think. But but if we get up like a decent amount, like if we're up three or four scores, I think the entire stadium should sing "Amazing Grace" for Scott Frost.
1: No, I think I mean, we should fucking, just uh, awesome. We should talk to we should talk to our friend Paul. We should talk to Paul said about that. We should um, we yeah. should put we should have we should have Joseph <laughs> Burbles put a bug put a bug in Paul's ear about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um So, I, I think
0: it's a matter of our strength versus their, quote-unquote, strength. Um, our strength is our offense. It's a machine. It's a well-oiled machine. It's averaging 40 points a game. It is on fire. Um, or just about, yeah, 38, 34. Yeah, 40 points a game.
2: It's like 30, 39 and a half.
0: 39, yeah, whatever. You round up. Yeah, we're just going to say 40. Yeah. Um yeah. And their defense is okay, but – it's not like it's mind blowing. Um, I would be shocked if this game's close after halftime, or I'll say the third quarter just to be generous.
2: Yeah. Um, Kenneth Kenneth Walker's gonna eat like normal. Yeah. And I'm gonna think, and I'm gonna find and I'm gonna run that Nebraska fan off Twitter.
0: Oh, there's a lot of them that are gonna get run off Twitter. Um, Brian Ryan is going back in his bag. It looks like.
1: How do they even oh, fucking yeah. have Twitter? Like, I didn't even know <laughs> Wi-Fi. How do they even have broadband internet? Like, are they dialing in? Do they fucking do they still buy AOL minutes to go on Twitter and talk shit? <laughs> they
2: go to their lo- <laughs> they go to their local Starbucks to borrow their <laughs> Wi Fi. <They laughs>
0: scrape up the old CDs and try to redeem any minutes left.
2: Yeah, they're they're fucking <laughs> mom. Get off the
0: phone. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Gets pissed when he hears the when they hear the dial up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think they're gonna fight for Scott Frost, but. I don't see them firing him this weekend or like Monday or Tuesday. Excuse me. Um,
1: no, unless, I it's, mean, like, Scott's, unless Scott's it's like
0: unless it's like forty nine nothing.
1: Scott's gonna get the year. I mean,
0: yeah, yes. he'll get
2: he'll get the year, but he's gone. But he'll get the year. But yeah. I just
1: don't.
0: O- only only way he gets like left like Lane Kiffin at the tarmac in East Lansing is is if it's like fifty six or sixty three to ten or something. You know, like just something. Flat out embarrassing. Yeah, I mean Scott he's Frost rolling, is. You're out.
1: I mean Scott Frost is looking at real estate in Tuscaloosa. He's he's yeah. he's, he's enrolling in the Nick Saban uh, <laughs> coach coach rehabilitation program right now. You the, know he's, the,
0: the meme the meme where it looks like where the uh, I think um, MSE May where it's Jim Harbaugh's like eyes like with the quarterbacks and like a like a cloudy area like come yeah. come to me, Cade. Uh, yeah, come it's, to be it's JK, Nick Saban's yeah. eyes with like Bill O'Brien, Lane, Sark, Jeffrey, Jones, Sarkeesian, all these guys, and it's like, come, come home, Scott. <laughs> come join it. Come join me, Scott. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that's gonna be dead on. Or he'll be like at, he'll be like at Alabama or like a fucking top. Oh, he'll be like an OC like USC or something. Like yep, whoever runs it. them,
1: he'll like, be Urban's OC at USC. Um, that Lucas. He's gone. Speaking of urban, I'm just going to say real quick, that dude's
0: gone. That fucking. Dude's oh yeah. Gone. He
1: is fucking out of here.
0: He's going to leave you guys. might be a little too young for this, but you remember when Bobby Petrino was the Falcons coach for like oh, yeah. half
1: a season? I said, I said, as soon as Helton got fired, I said, Oh, urban's going to pull a Petrino.
0: That's what I've been saying. He's going to leave like Bobby Petrino left laminated letters in every dude's locker with, like, his phone number and said to call him if they ever need anything. And, like, that fucking night, he's there in Arkansas singing the Wu-Pig Sui fight song. That's what's going to happen. Urban Meyer's going to be, like, 0-4, 0-5. And and all of a sudden, he's going to be like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. Within a day, it's going to be, like, Urban Meyer to USC, and he's going to be singing the fight song and everything. But, um, yeah, Scott Frost is... He's not going to make it through the year. If he beat Oklahoma, he gets, he gets another year for sure. Gets
1: another three.
0: Yeah. He gets another two or three years, but I mean, they were competitive. Sure. But that there was a lot to be left desired about. I'm
1: sorry. You want me, you want me to believe a team that got bullied by Brett Bielema in the year 2021 is, is going to be competitive with us. Like, you got to get over the PTSD sometime people like come the fuck on. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, uh, so I was just, I, I was just curious to, I, I wanted to look at Nebraska's um, rush defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're ahead of Northwestern, but they're behind Miami by one slot. They've given up. Uh, 625 yards, but they've also played an extra game because they played week zero. Um, they're allowing 4.34 yards per rush.
1: Cool, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, so Kenneth, like Kenneth Walker's going to eat. I don't know, like, I don't know what these Nebraska fans, I don't know what kind of bath salts they're taking that makes them think they're going to stop this man. But, uh,
0: yeah, I I can't stand these fans, and I'm sure the I'm sure it's going to be nice ones, and on Saturday and, you know, they're going to stop by tailgates and they're going to be nice and I'm going to be like, ah, shit, there's some pretty good ones. But, like, these guys on Twitter are some stupid-ass motherfuckers and I thought Michigan fans were delusional. Holy shit.
2: Nebraska thought they had the clout last year to leave the Big Ten. Like, any of these other conferences were going to take those fucking bums.
0: Yeah, like, and – I just, I always think of that Sports Illustrated Big Ten cover from 2011 that said, Nebraska, the new bullies of the Big Ten. Their first game, they get shit pumped by Brett Bielema. <laughs> so it's like Dantoni said, it's completing the circle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to say MSU wins 35 to 17.
1: I'm not going to make a prediction because it's just, it's not mine, it's not my bag, not but my MSU, bag. not my bag, baby, <laughs> but MSU I, we're sleeping well. That's yeah. what I will say. We, in the words of our friend, uh, in the words of our friend, Brett, uh, we, we are sleeping very well. Um, I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to go up to East Lansing. I'm going to tailgate. I'm going to meet us. up with you guys. Finally meet you in person. Yep. We're going to yes, go sir. to the woodshed. We're going to swag surf. We're going to have fun. And then I'm going straight to Rick's. So it's going <laughs> to be a good fucking night. Um, Let's go. So before we
0: leave, I want to touch on, we Spartan Dog and I want to touch on a, a very heated topic between us and a certain fan base that's about 60 miles down the road. Um Blake Corum and Kenneth Walker are top three, both top three in the country in rushing most stats, if not all of them. Um, obviously, the maze and Blue think that Blake Corum's better. Obviously, we think Kenneth Walker's better,
2: and I mean,
1: hey, he is better right now.
2: He is. Uh, um, uh, listen, I, he I'm, is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take my cues from. MSU Chief for Propaganda, and I'm done engaging in that shit. Reality will set in for them on October the 30th.
1: Yeah, I mean... Go
2: go ahead, go ahead. Blake Horm's fast as fuck.
0: Yeah, he's (laughs) really fucking
1: fast. He is fucking fast. But also, you look at some of the holes he's he's had, shit, they look like a fucking... I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with the nastiest analogy possible. Oh
2: no! <laughs> yeah, let's just go with you yeah. could fit a semi. You you can fit a semi truck through those holes.
1: It it looks like the after. <laughs> do you know that that meme of that girl sitting on the couch with the six black guys behind her?
0: Oh no!
2: Jesus the holes Christ. Make it stop.
1: The holes that Blake Corb gets to run through look like the oh. aftermath of of that picture oh I mean, just fucking all day long <laughs> and look yeah
0: Miami is disappointing and but yeah MSU went on the road in a stadium where they probably wouldn't win most years and they kicked their ass and they played Northwestern when both were zero and zero and they kicked their ass and I didn't have this team at three and zero three three weeks in I had them at two and one um Look, they're both really good running backs who have strengths. And it's October thirtieth, there is a chance. Now, I think both teams are definitely susceptible slipping up. I'm looking at Western Kentucky and possibly Rutgers, but there's a chance these teams could be seven and zero heading into the game. There is a chance. I mean, that would be a top ten matchup for sure with both teams, right?
2: I oh yeah, think. that'll it, 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 if we're hey. both undefeated, if we're both going, if we're both undefeated, yeah, that game's gonna get gamed. As long as Fox doesn't Ooh. fuck it up and put it on Big Noon Saturday, Fox Ooh. is
1: gonna put it on Big Noon Saturday. But, like Fox I just like Big Noon Saturday
2: for sure. I and feel like I, there's another game that weekend that they could put there though.
0: They don't care. It deserves to be a night game on College Game
1: Day. But yeah, it deserves to have Herb Street and Fowler calling in. I mean, it, it
2: really does. They've done they've done game day for 330s. Not very often, but they have. I'd be
0: fine with 330. Yeah. That'd be like perfect.
2: But, yeah, because by that time it'll get dark by you know five o'clock in the afternoon anyway. So it'll be basically be, it'll basically be a night game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna.
0: So uh, expectations are low, and hopefully they aim higher. So I'm aiming for Big Noon
2: Saturday. Oh, 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 wait. What? No. Uh I'm looking at the I'm looking at the schedule for that day. Iowa Wisconsin is set for noon. Oh, so shit. So we might. It doesn't. It it, to, it doesn't. It doesn't have a network listed yet. If but uh, Penn, Penn State Ohio State yeah, yeah. is also that day.
0: Oh shit! Never mind.
2: So we might. <laughs> We might,
0: we might, we hopefully. That would be awesome if we got college game day. But I think Penn State, Ohio State's got it. I really think they do, unless both teams are disappointing, or unless Ohio State's just like lost another game or two. But if Michigan, and Michigan State are both ranked on in October thirtieth, there's going to be a very interesting discussion um, with with the group with with the group who decides
2: who gets the games. Yeah.
0: Because
2: are we doing are we doing picks this week? Uh, what do you mean? Picks like, like, like betting picks, like big 10, look around big 10 pick games.
0: I wasn't planning on it, but okay. I mean, if you've got a couple quick ones,
2: we're going to wrap up very soon. Oh no, we can wrap up. I just didn't know if you guys wanted to do it. I just
0: had MSU. I think they're going to cover pretty, I think they're going to win by at least 10, 15 points. Um, yeah. might be late. Like I said, Miami would be late. Um, I, I think I was, the, yeah. I think they're going to hit the over around 52, 53 and a half. I think it will go over.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I was a very early adopter of MSU moneyline last week, and we're that we're M- MSU covering this week. Don't bother yeah. with the moneyline because you'll get better odds with the points. Take MSU, take the points. We're we're not losing. It no, we're we're just not.
0: I hope not. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else other than uh, RAP to the Rams one and sixteen jokes. Um, Rams two and fifteen, baby. <laughs> so real quick, the perfect gif was when Trevor, uh, Mo, Trevor M from our from our chat, like from the Hezzy uh, Hey pod. When I was joking, I'm like, in, in a couple months from now, Ram, Trevor just instead of two and fifteen, Rams he goes like Rams fourteen and three, and then he posted the gif of Shooter McGavin losing on that hole to Happy Gilmore. Where he's like, no. That's impossible. And he said, that's me when the Rams win the Super Bowl and get we get the 30-second pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean I almost shit my pants on, on Sunday, but hey, it wins a win. Um uh, do you have
1: any thoughts on the Lions, SD? No, I mean, like it that game went exactly how I thought it was gonna go. Um, it, you know, it's clear, you know, it's clear that you know the team just isn't isn't gonna compete this year for a playoff spot for anything so you know let's just let's just lose and 0 and
2: 17 baby let's get it
1: try to fight you know just make it as competitive as possible um i'm not even rooting for 0 and 17 you know a couple games here and there just to get a win under dane campbell's belt yeah. um you know i'm down i'm down to clown this year man like i said i surrendered to the vibe i'm not gonna get all crazy about about how this team does week in week out because frankly there's a post to lose that's what they're built to do right as much as um as, as much as dan campbell or the crazy motherfuckers who 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 are on the ticket text or whatever like to claim like it's, <laughs> like <laughs> the talent's just not there to be competitive in the nfl a certain a certain dumbass uh, yeah um,
0: but, like, I just hope they win this Sunday because my in-laws are going to the Ravens game, so I hope they get a win there, and if they beat the Rams in a month, I'm probably gonna um hurl myself off the balcony of Spartan Stadium uh
1: like take Johnny any,
0: take Johnny Spirit with you. oh, fuck that guy so hard any, real quick, oh. anyone who defends Johnny Spirit, who listens to pod, real fucking re-think, loser, rethink your priorities, but um, all right. I think that's pretty good, Miss. You have anything else to add before we leave?
2: Uh, so well, one thing. One shout out to Big Hawk uh, and FanDuel because they've uh, odds boosted him scoring a touchdown on Monday to plus four hundred, and, and I made two hundred. And I made two hundred bucks, so that was fucking awesome. Wow. And yeah, so I made two hundred bucks on that, and then I was like, you know what? I'll throw ten dollars the Lions money line because yeah. uh, it is like plus plus two ninety. And I think it was fourteen, fourteen at that point or something. So I was like, eh, whatever, it's ten bucks. So I guess I technically only made one ninety. Whatever. Other thing, question for you guys: FanDuel is also doing a the spread of the love for the Michigan game. So for every like five hundred people who bet on that game, the line moves uh like up uh up more in in Michigan's. Oh wait, it's plus ten and a half. Yeah, so the it doesn't line, matter. No more
0: they... in the other way. Oh.
2: Uh, Okay. Yeah, because so, then people bet so, so, so it's so it's an auto dub regardless of whether they win or lose. Right. Oh, I'm throwing twenty-five bucks at it right now while we're on the pod then. Twenty-five dollars on Michigan, easy bet. I just do like Barstool
0: Sportsbook, like their exclusive bets, like just for shits and giggles. That's what I do.
1: So I um I have a uh, I have a sympathy bet with our good friend Maddie May. Um, where I where we parlayed uh Michigan State over four and a half wins with uh Rutgers plus 14 and a half this weekend. Oh okay. so uh I really need the Shiano the Shian, the Shiano man to to come through in the clutch here for me, which means he's gonna <laughs> fucking get the goddamn bed.
2: I'm assuming you did this preseason.
1: What's up? Yeah, it was preseason.
2: It was preseason. I'm. Is there a way? To, you can't bet on that now, right? No, you no, can you,
1: I mean, it's probably. Um, you probably can't get the over four and a half now. They probably moved it.
2: They've probably no, I'd like, Yeah, once. I was trying to. I was trying to find out where the uh, where we're at now, but it doesn't show on FanDuel.
1: So yeah, those bets are probably over. But yeah, that would that would be opposed to that'd be opposed to my spite bet and out of respect for our good friend, Maddie. I cannot do that.
0: Maddie will, we will meet Maddie this weekend too. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. going to be a pretty crazy tailgate. Um, If you want to stop by, feel free to say hi to us. We'll check our DM us and uh, or DM me. And I'll tell you where I'm at. Cause I'm sure I'm going to have hundreds, if not thousands of fans. Um, you know, wanting to be near me. It's going to be an incredible week. I'm going to bring a bunch of Big Macs, uh, Arby's roast beef sandwiches, um, uh, fries, etc., to the tailgate, much like our former president did for hosting Alabama um, at the White House. It's going to be an incredible moment. Um, but, no, it's going to be a fun night. Tailgate starts early. Um, i sure we're all going to get pretty fucked up. I'm planning on it, but I gotta get sober enough to drive home that night. Um, so, I, do we have anything else, fellas? I think we're done. That'll do it.
2: We're good. Sure. Yes. Right. Let's get this dub. trade the stadium.
0: Pack the woodshed. Be loud. Stand up when you are when everyone else is. You don't have to stand the whole game. I'm not going to do that because I'm at the very last row. I can sit the whole game if I want. But but be loud. Be there. And grab tickets because these Nebraska fuckers are coming. They're probably here by – or they're going to be here tomorrow and Friday. They're going to be there. There's going to be a lot of red in that stadium, but we need to counter it with green and white. Um, on behalf of Mitch and Spartan Dog, we'll talk to you next week. Fellas, go green. Go
2: white. Go white, baby.
0: Go Chad Latz.